Exodus 40, 34 through 38. Then the cloud covered the tent of meeting, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And Moses was not able to enter the tent of meeting, because the cloud settled on it, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Throughout all their journeys, whenever the cloud was taken up from over the tabernacle, the people of Israel would set out. But if the cloud was not taken up, then they did not set out till the day that it was taken up. For the cloud of the Lord was on the tabernacle by day, and fire was in it by night, in the sight of all the house of Israel throughout all their journeys. This is the word of the Lord. Happy Thanksgiving. It's a pleasure to be back with you all today. And as we transition from a season of Thanksgiving to a season of Advent and Christmas, the giving and receiving of gifts, it's appropriate that we put a bow on Exodus together today. So as we look at Exodus chapter 40, we have to remember that this is the very end of the book. In the previous five chapters, 35 through 40, Moses and the people had assembled and set up the tabernacle, the tent where God would dwell with his people. And here at the end of chapter 40, these verses we'll look at today, is the climax of the book of Exodus, where the Lord comes down to dwell with his people. His presence is with them. His protection is there visibly with them, and his promises are being fulfilled. So put on your raincoats. We're going into the cloud to meet the Lord together today. Back in the summer of 1992, I was serving in eastern Kentucky. Spent the summer there when I was in college. And one night we had a meeting over the Cumberland Mountains in Virginia. It was late at night and after the party, I decided to ride home. I got in my 1978 15-passenger van and began driving up through the winding roads of the Cumberland Mountains, trying to make it home. Well, as happens many summer nights in Appalachia, the clouds had come down and touched the mountains, and the fog was thick. I could only see about 10 feet in front of the windshield of the van, and I wondered, will this fog ever thin? Will I make it home back to eastern Kentucky? Would God lead me safely there? As we look through the book of Exodus, we see the Israelites are in the same place. In many ways, the book of Exodus is the story of the cloud. Let's go way back to Exodus chapter 1 and remember where the Israelites were when we first met them there. They were under a cloud. Not the cloud of God's presence and glory, but the dark, oppressive cloud of Pharaoh's scepter that kept them slaves in Egypt for 400 years. And they wondered the same thing that I wondered as I drove through the clouds and the fog. Would God remember us? Would the clouds ever part? Would we ever see the Lord again? Would we ever get to go to the land that he promised our fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? Would we ever worship the Lord again? You know, many of us sometimes feel like the little donkey Eeyore in Winnie the Pooh. Do you remember Eeyore? The cloud followed him everywhere, and it rained on him, and he always had his head down to the ground. When the circumstances of our lives are not what we would expect, 
When our own sin and the sin of others drag us down, we feel like the little donkey Eeyore, and we wonder like the Israelites, will God ever hear our prayer? Will God remember us and deliver us? Will the clouds ever part? Will we see the light of the Lord shine on us again? Well, we can be encouraged today as we look at Exodus chapter 40, because the Lord is present with them in the cloud. As we look at Exodus chapter 40 here at the very end, we'll see that because the Lord is in the cloud, we must trust in him. How can we trust in him? We can trust in him because the Lord is in the cloud and because we are in the cloud. First, we can trust in God because he is in the cloud. The Father is in the cloud. Listen to verse 34. Then the cloud covered the tent of meeting, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. You see, this cloud is the Shekinah, the glory cloud of God, the same cloud that led the Israelites out of Egypt and through the wilderness has now come near and filled the tabernacle with his presence. The glory cloud that provides the covering shows the Israelites this important thing, that God is faithful to his promise. Remember earlier in Exodus, what did the Lord promise his people? In Exodus 29, verse 45, he says this, I will dwell among the people of Israel and will be their God, and they shall know that I am the Lord their God, who brought them out of the land of Egypt, that I might dwell among them. I am the Lord their God. And here we see the fulfillment of the Father's promise that he dwells among them in the tabernacle, now and wherever they go. You see, we can trust in God because the Father is in the cloud. A little bit later in the life of Israel, things aren't going very well. There are kings in the land, and there's a bad king named Ahab and his wife Jezebel, and they've led God's people in worshiping false gods. And the Lord raises up the prophet Elijah. We read about him in 1 Kings, in chapter 17 and chapter 18. And Elijah goes out, and he battles the prophets of the false god Baal and defeats them. And you see, because of the Israelites worshiping other gods, God told Elijah that there would be no rain in the land for many months. First, the crops dried up. Then the livestock had nothing to drink. And King Ahab wondered if he and his people would survive. Finally, the Lord visited Elijah and told him, I will send rain on the earth to restore life. And so Elijah went up to Mount Carmel and he bowed down to the Lord in prayer. And then he sent his servant to go and look. And the servant said, I see nothing. And then the Lord said, send the servant seven times. And Elijah prayed seven times. His servant went and looked from the top of the mountain over the land and over the sea. And finally, behold, what did he see? A cloud the size of a man's hand rising up out of the sea. And Elijah said, go to Ahab the king and tell him that the Lord is sending rain. Ahab, get in your chariot and ride back to the city of Jezreel. 
and what happened? The sky became black with rain clouds, and the rain poured down, such rain that Israel hadn't seen in many months. And the hand of the Lord raised up Elijah, and he ran ahead of Ahab and his chariots all the way to Jezreel. What we see in Elijah and what the people needed to see in the cloud of God is what we need to see today. It's that God is faithful to his promises. Even though we may be in a season of drought, when we wonder, will we ever see life again? Even if all we can see is a small glimpse of the kindness of God, like a cloud the size of a man's hand, know that we can trust in the Lord. See the Father in the cloud and trust in him today. We can be encouraged to trust in God because the Father is in the cloud. But we can also trust in him because the Son is in the cloud, providing his presence and his protection. Remember the cloud as it led the Israelites out of Egypt that we heard earlier in Exodus. In Exodus chapter 14, the Israelites had been delivered from slavery, but they found themselves trapped between the army of the Egyptians and the Red Sea. And they began grumbling and complaining to Moses. But what did the Lord do? In the night, the pillar of fire and cloud moved behind his people, the Israelites, and put himself like a wall between his people and their enemies. And then the Lord, through Moses, parted the Red Sea, and they crossed through on dry land. And the Lord in the cloud battled the enemies of his people and defeated them in the Red Sea. The angel of the Lord in the cloud. We know that in Scripture, the angel of the Lord is the Lord Jesus himself. And we can have faith today and trust in God because we know that the Lord Jesus, just as he battled the Egyptians, has battled our enemies and put to death sin and death once and for all on the cross. The sword pierced his side and his blood was shed to cover all of our sins. And he rose again to give us life. Look at the cloud and see that Jesus is in the cloud and trust in him because he gives us protection from our enemies. When we see Jesus in the cloud, we're reminded too of the presence of God. As the glory of God in the cloud covers the tabernacle and God draws near to his people showing his glory, we know that this is just a small picture of the advent and coming of Jesus Christ that we'll celebrate here during Advent and Christmas. For John tells us in John 1.14, For the Lord became flesh and made his dwelling among us, his tabernacle among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. We can see Jesus in the cloud, Emmanuel, God with us, his presence that will never leave us or forsake us. Lift up your heads and see Jesus in the cloud. We can be encouraged to trust in God today because the Lord is in the cloud. We also can be encouraged because we are in the cloud together with the Lord and with 
each other. As the story goes on in verse 36, throughout all their journeys, whenever the cloud was taken up from over the tabernacle, the people of Israel would set out. But if the cloud was not taken up, then they did not set out till the day that it was taken up. For the cloud of the Lord was on the tabernacle by day, and the fire was in it by night, in the sight of all the house of Israel throughout all their generations. We can be encouraged to trust in Jesus in the cloud because we know that we are in the cloud with him. Notice the language of this passage. All the people of Israel are with him in the cloud, and the cloud never departs from them. As the cloud drew near to them, we know that in Christ, we are united to him by faith. We're in a better position even than the Israelites were with the tabernacle and the presence of God among them. Remember the words of Jesus to the disciples before his death and resurrection. In John chapter 16, what does he say? Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. You see, we're in even a better position than Moses and the Israelites with the tabernacle. Because the presence of Christ is with us by his Holy Spirit, uniting to him by faith connecting to us, connecting us to the power of his life. Because we know, as Paul tells us in Ephesians chapter 2, that in Christ now the dividing wall of hostility between us and the Lord is now done away with. And the dividing wall between us as Jew and Gentile, slave and free, whatever our backgrounds, whatever our age, whatever our gender is now done away with. And we are connected to God by faith through the power of the Holy Spirit. In him, we are also being built together into a dwelling place for God by his Holy Spirit that lives within us. We can be encouraged because we are connected to God, united to him by faith, and in baptism and the power of his Holy Spirit. The last time I was here, I shared with you about East Austin Young Life. And when I'm sharing Jesus with the high school students in East Austin, many times the kids will say, Mr. Chris, Mr. Chris, if Jesus would just come and, and walk with me in my school, then I might believe all that you're saying about him. If I could just see him in the flesh, then I would know that what you're saying is true. Sometimes we are the same, right? We think, Jesus, if you were only here, if I could only see you, and touch you. Man, it might be better to be with Moses and the Israelites because at least they had this cloud. They knew God was with them through the wilderness as they went through their trials and their challenges. But the good news is, is that God has given us something better. The very presence of God dwelling in us by his spirit, the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead, is alive in you, is alive in me connecting us with every heavenly blessing in Christ, in the heavenly places. We can trust in God because we're with Jesus and united with him in the cloud. Secondly, we can trust in Jesus because we're united to one another. 
Again, listen to the words of Exodus. All the house of Israel, all the people of Israel in all their journeys together. You remember that as the tabernacle and the cloud set out, that the tribes of Israel would array themselves around the tabernacle, the presence of God at the center of the nation as they journeyed through the wilderness toward the promised land. All the different tribes, different families, different backgrounds, unity in diversity, made one through the blood and the spirit of Christ. This is our encouragement. This is our strength, that we are a part of the great cloud of witnesses. As the author of Hebrews shared in chapter 11, going through the many who had trusted in Christ before, the author of Hebrews says this in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. You see, we can be encouraged because we are a part of the great cloud of witnesses. Not only united to Christ individually, certainly, but united to one another as one family in Christ. Beautiful unity and beautiful diversity. Think about yourselves, grace and peace. You're from different families. You're from different backgrounds. You're from different races, from different genders. More than that, each of you have been given different gifts in the wisdom of Christ by the Holy Spirit. Some apostles, some prophets, some gifted in administration, some in helps, in service, in care, in mercy. Beautiful unity in diversity. There are many types of clouds in the one cloud. There are puffy clouds, cumulus, altocumulus, stratocumulus, cumulonimbus, cirrocumulus. There are thick layer clouds, stratus, altostratus, nimbostratus, even wispy clouds, cirrus and cirrostratus. What kind of cloud has the Lord made you to be? I asked my kids this question the other day, and of course they said, Dad, you're a thick cloud. They said, you're thick, Dad. I was like, no, I want to be a puffy cloud. Let me be a puffy cloud. But no, you're a thick cloud. Just don't let me be a wispy cloud. I don't like those wispy clouds like we have out there today. This is our problem, right? We're not content with the type of cloud that God has made us, the gifts he's given us, the circumstances. And we want to be envious of one another instead of serve one another. There was a movie that came out about five, six years ago, maybe even longer. It was called Up. Did y'all see this movie, Up? It's a beautiful animated movie. In the beginning of the movie, there's an animated short called Partly Cloudy. And the short starts out with the storks flying through the clouds. And each of the little storks lands on a cloud, and the clouds take a scoop of their own cloud puff, and they fashion it into little puppies and cute kitties and little chubby babies. And they wrap them up and they give them to the storks to take them to their mothers and fathers. 
But there's one little dark cloud that whenever the stork comes to him, when he takes a scoop of his cloud fluff, he makes things that aren't so cute and cuddly and fluffy, right? He makes a porcupine that sticks the stork. And then he makes a crocodile that bites the stork. And then he makes an electric eel that shocks the stork. And pretty soon, the storks don't come back to the little dark cloud. And what does he do? He gets angry. He lightnings. He thunders. He rains. And he looks up and he covets the other clouds and their fluffy, cute kitties and puppies. But brothers and sisters, we need to know that we are united in the cloud together. The great cloud of witnesses and God in his wisdom has given you gifts. He has made you uniquely in God's image, who you are, in order to build up the body of Christ to fulfill his purposes in the world. In conclusion, because the Lord loves you, he gives you clouds. He is with you through all of your journeys, as he promises the Israelites here in verse 38. And he shows them that by leading them in the cloud through their long-promised country. This is the story of Exodus. This is the story of Scripture. This is the story of the life of God's people and your life as well. Hear the word of the Lord saying, I am with you wherever you go. As I drove my 1978 Chrysler van through the fog of the Cumberland Mountains, finally I pierced the veil and I got above the clouds. And the sight near the top of the mountains was glorious. A full moon was glowing, shedding its light on the top of the layer of clouds, illuminating the mountains and the valley which traced the road home. And I made it home safely that night. This is what the Lord says to us. There are clouds in the forecast, brothers and sisters, and that's a good thing. There are clouds for each of us, and that's a good thing. You remember what Paul tells us in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, that when the Lord returns, he will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, with the sound of the trumpet of God. And those who are dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. We will always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. But the story gets better because we don't just dwell among the clouds, do we? Because when the Lord returns, he comes down. As John tells us in Revelation 21, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them and they will be his people and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning or crying nor pain anymore for the former things.
have passed away. Brothers and sisters, this is our hope, that we will be with the Lord forever. That whatever we're dealing with, whatever mourning, whatever crying, whatever pain, whatever circumstances you feel like you cannot bear, one day they will be done away with and they will be no more. And we will dwell with the Lord in his glory in the new heavens and the new earth forever. This is a sure promise of God. This is a sure hope. So the Lord tells you to lift up your heads this morning, to see the cloud. See the Father in the cloud and know that he is faithful to his promises. Lift up your eyes and see the sun in the cloud and know that you have his presence and protection, that he has dealt with your enemies once and for all, sin and death forever. Lift up your head and heart and know that the Holy Spirit lives within you. Look around you today and see that you're a part of a great cloud of witnesses and you are never alone. The Lord is with you in the cloud. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, we thank you that you have not left us alone, that you have given us your word and your promises, and more than that, you've given us your presence through your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit that testifies that we are your children and that we are children in a family. God, help us today, whatever clouds we see in front of us, lift up our eyes to you. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.